1015 FM, 720 AM. KDON, the talk of Las Vegas. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the number one professional wrestling radio show in Las Vegas. This is the Mark Hoke Show. The Mark Hoke Show. One full hour of wrestling news, entertainment, and lots of Sin City surprises from inside the squared circle. Now, let's bring on the tag team of Andrew Fish Fame. Joe DeFalco, and your host, Mark Hoke. It's Sunday! Wake up! No, don't put... The, the reaction that I just got in the studio to me screaming, not good. I'm, I'm very disappointed, gentlemen. Very disappointed. It's early. I'm gonna I'm gonna introduce Joe DeFalco first, just for that. Of course, this is the Mark Hoke Show on KDWN 101.5 FM 720M. Best in wrestling news and entertainment, Mr. DeFalco from Future Stars of Wrestling. How are you this morning? Oh, wonderful! Shaking things up, giving me the first rub. Yeah. Well, see, Joe, I save you for last. You know how it goes. It's all good. How's how's life at FSW? That's good. We got a big show next Sunday that we are preparing for Survival of the Fittest live at the Silver Nugget, 5 p.m. next Sunday. All right. So get on over there. That should be a hoot. Andrew Fish Fane. I you know, you look familiar. I think I just saw you last night. I think so. Good morning. <laughs> How are you, Fish? I'm tired, but I'm all right. Yeah. See, this is my grind, man. Ready to rock and roll. Yeah, you betcha. And uh James Vasculi is here from Trading Made Easy. We're going to get to talk to him in a little bit about what's going on with Trading Made Easy and maybe help you guys make some money, drop that nine to five job. Should be a lot of fun talking to you. Good morning, Las Vegas. Yeah, there you go. And an old wrestling fan. Yes. I shouldn't say old as in age, old as in past wrestling fan. Way back in 1959. Now, come on. We're not getting we're not getting into gotcha and anything like that. <laughs> All right. So <laughs> Guys, the Triple H takeover continues here in WWE. Of course, with Vince stepping aside, more NXTers are coming back. Changes getting made, people putting in main events. Uh, We saw Top Dollar show up this week. So, guys, let's get your thoughts. You know, Top Dollar and Dexter Loomis. First, your thoughts on the returns of those two and two groups, and is it a good idea? Well, we discussed Dexter Loomis last week and it, before it happened because he was rumored to be coming back. And I think I think all of these moves are, are brilliant by Triple H, especially if they're going to do things like split the street profits. They need more viable tag teams, and Top Dollar becomes instantly a viable tag team. Joe, what were your thoughts as you saw more people stepping into the WWE arena from the Triple H NXT days? Well, I think it was expected. We talked about Cross. We talked about Loomis. Uh, you know, we're always thinking of who is next. Uh, you know, I still believe a road dog is probably next on the horizon. Uh, they kind of slid by me at row. And I guess that's because a guy like Strickland, a, a lot of those guys are probably saying, damn, if it would have just happened a couple of months earlier, you know, a Strickland, a Keith Lee, there's so many of those guys that are, you know, off to AEW that probably wish they could have uh, rode the storm out 
and if they got a heads up, might have stuck around a little bit longer. Yeah, I think it's very interesting. You know, with with Hit Row coming in, you know, I I mean, Swerve was kind of the main guy in there, though. I'm, I don't, you know, I'm trying to just. I, I understand your fish what you're saying about tag teams, and but I just wonder. I don't know. I I thought they were okay, but I'm not sure what they're going to totally add to this except being. Maybe a mid-card well, tag team, at least for now. Yeah, I mean, but they they get the fans going. They're going to be, in, in a sense, like too cool was it. That, you know, not a great tag team you go when you think of the great tag teams, but they, they beef up the division and the fans get behind them. So they're they're definitely over. You can see that when they sh- when they showed up. And they really got hosed in their last call-up when they had where they were on, what, two, ep- two. two episodes before yes, they get two. let go? So, yeah, it, it just seems that... You know, I, I'm I'm still waiting. Like you know, we've talked about it the, the, for the big names to come back. I'm still waiting for Bray Wyatt to to show up, and I'm I, I'm still believing that's going to happen. Uh, Joe, do you think that these moves are good? Do you think that that Loomis and Hitro should have come back? Uh, you know, I didn't get to see enough of Hitro, and being that everything was based around Strickland, you know, you also need to build up. You know, some of those mid-card guys, you know, Fish talking about tag teams. Well, when Cross smashes Drew McIntyre, he could just team up with Madcap Moss because they've obviously proven to be probably the greatest tag team in <laughs> in uh, WWE history. You know, Drew's 2-0 and against the Usos. These guys haven't lost in two years, but now they've lost two tag matches against Drew McIntyre. So he should be going for the tag belt. Wow. Joe always finds a curveball, doesn't he, everybody? Yeah, but, you know, but if they fight for the tag belt, you know what'll happen in the end. They'll be a schmoz. Fish. You just... Joe, you're a bad influence on this man. <laughs> All I'm going to say, Joe, you're a bad influence on him. Yeah, but one thing that, you know, I was thinking about after, you know, Fish and I did a show that we now have finally posted on markhokeshow.podbean.com is... All the new possibilities that are out there. When you look at Triple H coming in here, and it really wipes the slate clean for everybody without having to kind of turn upside down or do crazy storylines to swing people around. Everybody out there realizes now that, hey, there's a new person in charge. We're going to see some changes. And I, I don't know if WWE's ever had an opportunity like this to really... To start over, you know, and get out of the some of the bad holes they buried themselves in with people and make changes without there being any storyline ramifications. No, they haven't. And, and But the issue is, and this is going to be, and this is one of the things that we saw happen with AEW, is there's a finite number of matches and TV time you can have. So the more people they bring back, the less people are going to get TV time are going to get to be seen. So you wonder... Because at some point, these people were cut because of budgetary constraints. At least that's what they told everybody. Yeah, come on. But but at some point, some of these guys that you've seen getting pushed, you're not going to see anymore. Or they're just not going to be there. So there's going to be some unhappiness in the locker room at some point as well for the amount of people that the WWE starts to bring back. Joe? Well, what they're going to do is, you know, nobody talks about, just like Vince had his favorites, Triple H has his favorites, he brings them in, and they'll go through the same process, and he's going to get rid of people who he thinks is dead weight that Vince McMahon didn't think was dead weight. So there's going to be a good amount of people that are no longer going to be part of the roster. So... 
you know, a guy like Cross is is, is excited. It is, it's a big deal for him. But now there's those guys on the fringe that are going to be like, oh, crap, I wonder if I'm going to have a job in two months. Yeah, and one thing that I think is fascinating, you know, we were talking about how the main event picture in WWE was, you know, who was left, who, you know, who was Roman Reigns going to fight at this point because he's beaten everybody. But now you wipe the slate clean, plus you bring in Cross too. I mean, I was just looking at the people that are at the top of the card at, at this point with, you know, you have obviously have Roman Reigns and then Lashley is the U.S. champion and Gunther is the Intercontinental champion. But then you start running down the list of possibilities here at this point. Now, we got Drew McIntyre. There's still no more than five guys well, that, that, could, that could legitimately challenge Roman Reigns at this point. I'm, but, uh, but let me let me throw, throw these names out here for you and just to give you an idea of how open this gets now. AJ Styles may come back in the picture in terms of at least the, the, the Intercontinental or U.S. One would titles. Hope. Um, you know, Lashley's up there. Uh, you've got Ciampa back in the mix. Cody Rhodes is going to be back at some point. Don't know if Edge will get into that, but he's a possibility. Kevin Owens is a serious possibility to be wrestling in main event. Randy Orton's out, but you got to imagine he's going to be back in the mix pretty soon. You still have Riddle hanging around. I bet they haven't seen Riddle in the last few weeks, though. Yeah, Not since SummerSlam. Um, yeah, I think he was on once, but um, Seth Rollins. He's injured, though. He's supposedly injured, the rumor. Yeah, you got Rollins. Uh, theory with the Money in the Bank briefcase is still out there, yeah, um, but he's not a legit threat to Roman Reigns. But he's still, but he's still in the main event picture at this point. Um, and then you keep going. You know, Lesnar's still out there if you ever want to use him again. McIntyre, Gunther, um, Cross, and I know we sent a couple more people here. Ricochet may be a possibility at some point. Sami Zayn is in this mix with the Bloodline. You've got to imagine something's going to happen with that at some point. Sheamus, and they just had Shinsuke Nakamura, too. So there's a lot of interesting possibilities yeah, all the, of I a mean, sudden. But there are possibilities to be mid-card champions, yeah, but the, you, you, can't put any, you can't put all those guys and say, these guys are, have a shot to win the title. Because you put most of those guys up against Roman Reigns, and you already know going in, okay, Reigns is going to win. There's probably, maybe, maybe I was a little off, maybe seven guys that you could say, this guy would legit have a shot at Roman Reigns. Yeah, but now, you know, of course, a little while ago we were saying. There was four. Maybe, so it's only, it's only there's four. only like three more, yeah. So, but it's you know I think it opens up a a world of possibilities here. I really do. It's it's intriguing, and I'm just curious. And what I wanted to wanted to get at with with uh, with you guys was, who do you think should be the next champion? You know, where do you take it? Obviously, with Cody getting hurt, you know, he was on the on the way there uh, to win the championship, but that look that's going to obviously get held off for a while. Who's next, fellas? I, I I think they're exactly the road they're heading down. I think it should be two champions, like they're going to have, because they're going to split it. I think it should be Drew McIntyre. I think he deserves it for what he did during the pandemic, and I think Cross deserves it to be the new blood as the part of the as a, as the champion. So I think those are going to be your two champions. I think those are the probably the best two right now you can have leading the company. Joe, you're a Booker man. What do you do? You know, it's funny. I actually had a conversation with Cross yesterday, and we were actually talking about some stuff like that. And what I told him was I think he needs to smash Drew McIntyre first. I think that, you know, Cross stepping in is great and making him a champion is great, but I think 
to the WWE fans, he's not really known. So he needs to make a splash and, you know, beat a Drew McIntyre and then beat a, beat a Roman Reigns. I, I think if somebody's going to get the title first, it's a Drew McIntyre. But if you want to wait another six months, then I think Cross would probably be the best option. I, you know, I don't know if they're going to go with two. Not saying that they won't go with two champions, that if they're going to take the belt off Roman Reigns, that would make him have to lose twice. So I don't know if they're willing to do that. Well, you know. This is one of the things that, that Mark and I discussed. A little, we touched a little on it last night. And I think the way they do that is they have McIntyre just beat Reigns. And then when Cross challenges McIntyre, he says, you know, you haven't been here long enough. You haven't earned the right for both these championships. I'll do it for one of the two, but not both of them. Yeah, this is kind of, I mean, putting both belts on Reigns like they did with what seemed like no plan was is turning out to be a, a, a mistake. Well, the big, the big mean, mistake if, is, if you, is, if not, is Reigns not showing up. Yeah, I mean, if you'd emerge the titles, that would be one thing. But you know, he's still walking around with two belts, and now it's just and a mess. Two belts. Oh, oops. And and, <laughs> and apparently, USA Network's complaining that they don't have an exclusive champion. Which, to be honest with you, if I was if I was looking at the USA Network, I would say, "Hey, did you see that two point two million viewer number we put up for you, and that you have the number one show on cable?" Um, and then just make and say quiet. You know, I'd say say you know what? Then fine. Bobby Lashley as the U.S. champion is now the champion on your show. Yeah, and you know I had said that that you can merge those titles and you know focus on the U.S. and the Intercontinental titles on the on the two shows. But I don't know. It's 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 a tricky spot. I mean, Joe, you know where would you take this if you if it was up to you? Well, I, I would leave it on Reigns until you had to take it off him. You know, he was on SmackDown. He's wrestling some matches. It's like he's still on more than Brock Lesnar was. And <laughs> they, they, they rode that for years. So, you know, with Roman Reigns, it's like he he's the modern-day Hulk Hogan. And it's like, yep, you know, it I needs agree to be – they've built him up so much that it needs to be this really big deal. Yeah, like, like, I don't think the clash at the castle is that place. Yeah, like the Rock at WrestleMania. Oh, sorry. Well, and see, that's the <laughs> other issue. The Rock coming back, you know, that apparently that's on for WrestleMania. He, yeah, he has his calendar cleared for the first quarter of next year, so, so he's set to do that. Yeah, so, you know, do you take the belts off rings before you get to the Rock? Well, or maybe do you or maybe do you ride this out all the way? And you know, just kind of keep everybody nipping at Roman's heels. Rock wins, and then somebody else gets the rub off the Rock, which well, would be yes know. and no because you don't to sell tickets. You don't need Reigns to be champion for him to face the Rock. That could just that be is very the true. Rock versus Reigns. No belts on the line at all. It doesn't. It doesn't need it. Yeah, well, I would agree with that. Well, now they're also in a position where they can do the screw job where Cross could maybe cost Reigns or whatever it is. You know, they got a third guy in play that they didn't have before. So Cross basically takes Brock Lesnar's spot. Now, you know, as I know, Triple H is a huge fan of Cross. So, you know, there's a good possibility. You know, I'd love to see Cross come in and, and smash Brock Lesnar. 
You know, if he's still going to be around, let, let him give the rub to somebody else. Because if you remember back in the first days of NXT with Cross, they had him doing the F5. And they hadn't made mention of Brock Lesnar early on as if they were looking toward that, you know, down the line. And it never came to fruition, but they could play that back up. And, wow, now, now you got a big double main event with Reigns and McIntyre and Lesnar and Cross, and the young guy gets the win. Uh, that win is bigger than him beating Drew McIntyre. That's very true. And I will say that Cross's promo on Friday night, was just, he, he was absolutely fantastic. Well, they'd let him talk. It was like, here's a guy that he got everywhere he did because of his character and the way he can speak. And it was always odd to me that they had Scarlett do all the, all the talking. And it was like, wow, they're, they're really missing the boat. Or I don't know if they're missing the boat or they were waiting, you know, for the right time to have Cross come out there. But that... You know, you could see that promo basically, you know, the first year Cross was in FSW. Like, that's always been the strongest point he had is the intensity and, and you know, borderline psycho that that he's portrayed that, you know, even the NXT fans never really got to see in his character in his, you know, WWE run. Yeah, and and it's funny that you brought up Hulk Hogan because I was thinking the same thing this morning that Reigns is in Hogan territory in terms of how unbeatable he is, and you know how many challengers will you feed him until that 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 loss finally comes? And you know it it, it came down to you know Hulk Hogan and Andre the Giant in a crazy wild finish. You know, not at WrestleMania, but later on in Saturday Night's main event, you have to do something really big to get those belts off Roman. Yeah, the only other Hogan loss I can remember is the Ultimate Warrior loss. Well, right, and that was... But how long was the Ultimate Warrior built up to be this monster that was like, he's unbeatable? And even then, nobody thought the the Warrior was going to win. I remember uh, at my buddy Sal's house, I went to his house, and we watched it, and I went crazy when, when Warrior won because... To be honest, I hated Hulk Hogan back in the day. Yeah. It was like I'd root for every heel possible to beat him, and one warrior finally did. You know, but it it was the biggest deal ever. And for Cross to walk in, as much as I love Cross, it's like you know you you need to get the fans engaged in him. And right now, that's going to take a little bit of time. Yep, agreed. You know, I mean, it took the Ultimate Warrior it was two years before he beat Hogan, and of course, Savage had the belt for a while and everything like that. James Ascoli, of course, is here from TradingMadeEasy.com, our new sponsor of the show. That's your time, brother. That's your time. Oh, absolutely. You know, but it's uh, back then I was, uh, I mean, I was running uh, nightclubs. I was in the the bar business. We were managing uh, three nightclubs in the western New York area and over in Canada. And And it's funny because I have dual citizenship. You know, my mother remarried a Canadian so crossing back and forth the border, and we had friends like, and I'm I'm going to date myself with this stuff. My friend knew the whole Hart Foundation. He knew Brett. He knew the sister. So I would talk to you know, and it'd be like, wow. But they would always people them would they'd always come in the night in the, in, into our nightclubs, and these clubs are gone, obviously. But yeah, that's going back way way back. Uh, who else did we meet in there? Uh, uh, Macho Man, uh, Randy Savage, 
uh, the Sheik, Iron Sheik. Um, he was a party animal. I don't want to get too far into it. Yeah. You were, yeah. You were telling me a story we yeah, can't I was say telling on you air. Story. Of course, I was telling you <laughs> off the air that story. And that was with a couple of uh, a couple of the associates of the girls that worked in the club and stuff. You know, one of the clubs was a gentleman's club. So that's all I'll go there from there. Fair enough. <laughs> Fair, you know. Fair enough. Well, while you know, we have you here, tell us a little bit about what's going on with Trading Made Easy. Obviously, you know, you know, sponsoring the show, and we do appreciate that. It's a great opportunity for everybody to, you know, if you need extra income or if you want to get rid of that nine to five job altogether, it's a terrific thing with the automated day trading that that you do here and you know have a a local office here in las vegas too absolutely you know the company is eight years old now the auto software is five years old and we're celebrating uh five years actually with this auto software i was looking at some of the track record of what we've been doing and it's a robot it's an it robot that trades uh, money on the software uh, on the market uh, and it makes money if it goes up or down. We don't care which way the market goes. It's price action trading. Uh, some of the words I might say might be speaking Martian to some people out there, but it's so easy. You know, uh, we're in nine different countries with it now. Uh, it, it's just been growing, especially with the inflation and, you know, the gas prices soaring. People are looking for extra income or want to replace the, uh, the replace their job. They're tired of the commuting and spending what they're doing. You know, we have stay-at-home moms uh, with health issues, heart issues, making more money uh, in 20 minutes with our software, and they do for the whole week in a 40-hour job. And you don't need no experience, and you don't need a lot of capital to start this either. You know, it is a cost, but we train you. Training is very easy. Uh, the robot talks to you, you know, and uh, it's been... It's just we're growing and growing and growing. And I think it's because of the, you know, just the time, sign of the times, you know, just with the inflation and the ga- everything. Just, you know, people are tired of what they're doing, you know. So it's been great. Yeah, I mean, you we let everybody sit in the webinars so you can come in and watch it. It's uh, Monday through Friday at 7 a.m. Pacific time and come and sit in our webinars and watch it. Talk to other customers and members in the trading group and see what you think. If you like it, come on in and join the group. You yeah, know. you've got a very diverse group of people that are taking advantage of being on Trading Made Easy. And, of course, you go to tradingmadeasy.com and check it out and you know get on one of those free webinars. Take a listen and see what they have to offer because, you know, look, we could all use a little extra money and you know, certainly, like, like as you mentioned, I mean, the times are tough right now. We all and- need extra cheddar. Yeah, we need we need the cabbage, man. Everybody, <laughs> you know. But yeah, speaking of the wrestling, it was cool being in that industry at that time, especially being on both sides of the uh, Niagara Falls, the borders, and being in Toronto. But we had so many celebrities. We have some uh, celebrities. Uh, we have some athletes and some. Uh, in our in our trading group, actually, too, I, I won't say who. One's bas- a basketball, and one's a baseball player, and um, we don't have any wrestlers. We don't have any retired wrestlers in there. But well, th- there you go, guys. <laughs> there you go. You need a little extra cash. Stop taking the bumps on the mat at seventy three years old, Rick like Flair. Ric Flair. You know, get it. I know. I, I heard that. I was like, you got to be kidding me. It was interesting. You know, I'm thinking, yeah. oh, my no, gosh. And that's, pretty, that's being polite, saying yes. it was interesting. Yes, it was interesting. You're being PC. You're being nice, you know. But, yeah, living during that time, and 
And I, I used to go to the wrestling. I used to go to uh, Niagara Falls Convention Center there in the Buffalo Auditorium. We'd, we'd go watch the WWF, and but they would all come to our clubs after. That must have been nice. Uh, we'll, we'll fly on the wall. Yeah, we'll, we'll maybe get some more stories out of you as, as we get through the show here. But, of course, don't forget... You can go to Trading. Uh, it's Trading Made Easy. The website is TradingMadeEasy.com. It's so simple. You only need one E to do it. That's terrific. Give them a call at 800-971-4160. That's 800-971-4160, and you can get in there. Hey, when we come back, we got more wrestling news, all sorts of fun stuff in AEW, and oh, it's been it's just been a hell of a week, to say the least. So stick around, everybody. We'll be right back on the Mark Hoke Show here on KDWN 101.5 FM. 7.20 a.m., the talk of Las Vegas. Hi, this is Mark Hoke. Has out-of-control inflation, gas prices, and grocery costs wrecked your wallet? Then check into automated day trading with Trading Made Easy. Trading Made Easy has spent five years helping people put cash in their pockets with their simple-to-use day trading software. So if you're ready to leave that 9-to-5 job behind, visit TradingMadEasy.com or call 800-971-4160 to sign up for a free live training seminar right now. That's TradingMadEasy.com. Want more of The Mark Hoke Show? Follow us on Twitter at Mark Hoke Show. Like us on Facebook at The Mark Hoke Show. And visit MarkHokeShow.com to keep up with everything happening with the show. And remember to check out all of our archive shows on YouTube at The Mark Hoke Show and download our podcasts at markhokeshow.podbean.com and all your favorite podcast outlets. So join The Mark Hoke Show family today, and thanks for listening. 1015 FM, 720 AM, k the talk of Las Vegas. This is the Mark Hoke Show. The Mark Hoke Show. Here again, your host, Mark Hoke. All right, everybody, we are back on the Mark Hoke Show. By the way, I have to give a special shout out. And this may sound kind of weird, but I have to give a shout out to Mark Hoke. Can you believe that, Fish? You're not asking me that. Just, just, just continue. Message me on Facebook, and I missed it. For, he's messaged me a couple months ago, and I missed it. But there is a Mark Hoke from Bainbridge, Indiana, who is a fan of the show. Same name, loves wrestling. So thank you, Mark Hoke, for listening to the Mark Hoke show, I guess. So I guess you're easily replaceable. That's pretty much what <laughs> wow. he's saying. That's pretty much what he's saying. Wow. So uh, just really, really quickly, because this there's one rumor out there, and I want to get Joe's take on this. The, the the rumor about the next guy who could be coming back now to the WWE is, is a little on the older side, and I want to know what you thought, because apparently Rob Van Dam oh. is, is coming close to returning to the WWE. Oh, wow. Now, these names I know. Yeah. Well. You know, RVD lives in Vegas. You know, uh, Katie Forbes' wife, she comes down once in a while. She hasn't in a bit, but she she's trained at the facility. And Rob's super cool and everything. But uh, after watching his last run in Impact, as entertaining as it was, uh, it's definitely not something I'd like to see, you know, wrestling-wise. It's you know, <laughs> RVD is... is, is 
you know, you see a lot of these guys who were like these high flyers and did all the cool stuff. But after so many years, you know, look at look at Chris Saban and Kazarian and Daniels and Hardy, you know, and Matt Seidel. You know, all these guys they they they've had to adjust, and they're far less, you know, the type of wrestler that you you know you're used to. And I don't really know if there's a spot for an RVD. I haven't heard that one myself, you know, but. You I know, guess he's no longer I, Mr. Monday Night. He's now more Mr. Monday Early Bird Special. You know, I mean, he <laughs> might be Mr. Uh, Mr. Main Event. <laughs> yeah, it, you know, and, and, you know, it kind of brings up an interesting topic of guys coming back. You know, we just had Ric Flair coming back Ugh. in in his last match and. No, but whoa, the, but whoa, 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 whoa! He just said he made a mistake by saying it was his last match. Obviously, so oh, you know we may get the retirement tour. Oh, good lord! All look forward to. He said yes. You know, people offered him a lot of money. You know, when you do a five hundred thousand dollar date, you know nobody. It, it, it's kind of like you know in boxing. Remember when they would do? It was like the Legends Tour. You know, these guys are looking for that payday, and you know. Wow. Well, there's a lot he of guys. Only, he only passed out twice during the match. So yeah. <laughs> the, the steel wheelchair tour. Yeah, <laughs> it, but it, but it is funny that a lot of guys. You, know, you do see a lot of guys still hanging around. I know uh, Tito Santana. I think is still is still wrestling. Chico Santana. Hey, hey there, Jesse. The body. Daughter, his daughter trains with us. Oh, I didn't know that. That's pretty cool. Yeah, um, she didn't know him until like last year either. So, <laughs> wow. Okay, uh, Ricky Morton and the Rock and Roll Express, Express still out there. Um, you know, Jim Duggan up until he had this cancer issue was out there still wrestling. You know, and and it it makes me kind of wonder. I mean, obviously with Rick, he's he just can't let go of being the Nature Boy. There's just something in him that he can't take being just Richard Flyer. He can't. He, he's 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 got to be woo well, his, all well, his, the time. Well, his entire he's life has been character. wrapped up. Yeah, his entire life has been wrapped into that. You take that away from him, he's got nothing left. Yeah, I mean, well, your your guest would uh, would understand that because I used to work in nightclubs my whole life. You know, when you would go to the nightclub and you're 22, 25, you know, and there was always that 60 year old that would come in and you know try to relive the past. And absolutely. Uh, and 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 Ric Flair's that guy to where you look at him and all of a sudden there's this old guy dancing on the dance floor and you're like, wow, I'm pretty sure I wouldn't be doing that when I'm 60. Yeah, of course, uh, we've got Andrew Fishfein here, Joe DeFalco on the line, James Escolio from TradingMadeEasy.com, or TradingMadeEasy. Make sure you go to TradingMadeEasy.com or give him a call at 800-971-4160. And get in one of those free live trading sessions. Make some money. Enjoy yourself. Be happy. Keep him sponsoring the show, which would always be good. <laughs> Yay. But but it is interesting that these guys just keep going and going. And, you know, you look at, like, Ricky Morton. Now, I, I watched that match that he and the Rock and Roll Express had when they won the NWA Tag Team titles. Unbelievable. A few years ago. And, you know, it, they're obviously not the same as they were. But they they still, you know, get the entertainment out there. That's because it, all... Ricky Morton. Ricky Morton's doing great when when GCW books him, and they book him a lot, you know. And they and they use Two Cold Scorpio a lot, and those guys still, you know, are relevant. 
It's because there's always a nostalgia issue with them. And, you know, people remember, go, oh, yeah, I remember watching them. Or my grandpa used to watch them and tell me about it. And so people want to see them now and see, oh, my God, he's still doing it. But it's it's hard to watch sometimes. It really is. I, I got one complaint. I, w- I had inside information on the Impact Wrestling Show, and I was going to bet it. And on Thursday, they pulled it from the uh, from Bet Online. I'm very disappointed. I'm I'm looking for the NXT, trying to get that money. I'm telling you right now, the mortgage closer is Zoe Stark, winning the women's title. Put it for, put it in the bank. Joe's trainees are coming up big at future. That's, and that's awesome. And of course, if you want to learn to wrestle, or you know, check out all the cards, be a manager. James, there you go. There you go. Give you something extra to do. That would be fun. Go to FSW. I'll take a bump. I could be a ref. Oh yeah. Joe, looks like you got trainees lined up. How about that? Yeah, I had one of your guys come down, uh, and then he, he never showed up again. I'm sorry. Well, we're working on it. We're working on it. But you know, it's it, it is, and it's really interesting when you compare the years. I know last night we were talking about you know the WCW time. Yeah, uh, and how that compared to AEW, and you know now we're talking about Hogan's reign compared to Roman Reigns' reign, and it's just really it's interesting to see how the cycles just keep going through and going through. It's you know, and and, and wrestling really does bring people together. It's it's a lot of fun, and you know, I know James, you haven't really watched wrestling for a long time, but. Are you starting to feel like, you know, maybe I should get the bug again yeah, a little maybe. bit and check this out? And I, you know, it's funny because my daughter, my young, you know, she's going to be nine. And if I flip through the channels and she sees the women wrestling, mm-hmm. right? She goes, Daddy, stop watching. I'm like, oh, no, here we go. You know, she's only nine. But I was at that age, you know, you know, then when it came into the 80s, you know. Um, and it's funny what you guys were talking about, about Ric Flair. And, like, look at the movie The Wrestler. You know, yeah. awesome movie. Yep. Just phenomenal movie, the the whole thing. And it, it even touched me because I was, when you're in an industry, and especially in the limelight and all the, the everything, the promotions, the, uh, the everything that free that goes with it, the fringe benefits and stuff, even during the 80s running the clubs from 86 to... Uh, about 91 is when I got out, when it started ending, as I call it, the decades of decadence. Uh, I miss it myself. I miss the, you know, the celebrities, uh, you know, from athletes to wrestlers, everybody coming in, you know, because if they were in the area, they would come to these clubs, you know, and you miss that style. Then it's like, oh, my God, I got to get it. What happens now? I got to get a real J-O-B. Then everybody just forgets about you. Yeah. Even if you're a manager, everything is like, hey, weren't you that guy that ran that big place? <laughs> you know? It's it's hard to let it go. Oh, big I mean, time. It's it's hard to let it go. I big mean, time. You, why do you think I show up every Sunday? I mean, you think <laughs> you think about you know, you think about you know, like the Rock and Roll Expresses, man, when they I mean, it it was so crazy for them that Dusty Rhodes wanted to split them up because he didn't want them being the top attraction in the in Crockett promotions. I mean, I also think he thought Ricky Morton could have been like the heavyweight champion. That was the plan. Yeah, Robert Gibson was Marty Jannetty. They were going. <laughs> the, the, the plan was he wanted to have Ricky Morton because if you remember back when the Great American Bash was going on back then, 
and they were going to have Ricky win the title in there at some point. And the problem with that is, yeah, okay, it's great. You know, they get to celebrate, but then you're always thinking of, of him as the NWA champion or a former NWA champion as opposed to thinking of the Rock and Roll Express. And it would have it would have split the team. It would have eventually split the team. That was kind yeah, of even the, if it was a short run, it would have been better than Ronnie Garvin winning it. Well, that's because well, hey, no, I love that Garvin stomp. Nobody. Oh. Th- that's another funny story too. If you look that up, because Ron, nobody, because everybody knew that they the the plan was that they wanted Flair to win the title at that Starcade. So for him to win the title at Starcade, he had to lose it first. So the person who was going to get it was going to be like a three month transitional, yeah, transitional champion. champion. Yeah, and nobody wanted it. Nobody yeah. wanted to do that. And eventually got down to Garvin, and he said, "Yeah, I'll do it. Sure." It's a crazy story. You've got to look that up online. That was that's a fascinating tale about how many people turned down becoming the NWA champion. Yeah, I think he had the title like two weeks or something. Well, he was. Well, what happened? I remember because what happened was he won the title, and then they did this thing where he said, "I'm going to take time to train," and he and they kept him all out of the ring for ninety days. It was oh, nuts. Long. Wow. Yeah, it was ninety days that he, wow. he he went into training before Starcade and then lost. <laughs> yeah, because if I remember correctly, he won it at a house show. Because I remember watching WCW or NWA, whatever it was, like the next week, and it was like, oh, history was made, blah blah blah, at the Greensboro Coliseum, and it was like Ronnie Garvin. Are you kidding me? I was stunned. I was like, didn't you mean Jimmy Garvin? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I would have liked that one. I mean, just oh, but that is it. Go online and look that up. Rugged Ronnie Garvin. Oh, that was that was crazy. James, who were some of your favorite wrestlers when you were when you were watching? Oh gosh, I mean, it was. I mean, remember you only had uh, what three, four, t- four channels back then. <laughs> I'm dating myself, you know, it was mostly Fox twenty nine back in the Western New York area. Uh, I mean, back then, you know, Macho Man, Macho Man was probably my favorite. Hogan, yeah, you know, it's okay, but you know, watching Ronnie. And I met and I met the pipe. I met him. He came in the club. He used to come in the club. I said every time they came in for a match or stump, yeah, after it was like, hey, so and so, my security would tell me, like, these guys want to come in here. And I said, well, put them up in the VIP lounge and, you know, give them a case of JD or something. Yeah. You know, and that's basically what it was. So it wasn't <laughs> a bottle, it was a case of whatever. So we'd actually bring a whole case of whatever. But that's. You know, a lot of people, oh, I wish I would have been a fly on the wall. And I said, ah, you know, I said it was it was a different time, though. You know what I mean? It was a different time. No cell phones, no Internet. Uh, simpler time, I think, yeah. my own opinion. But uh, I think Macho Man, I think Macho Man was probably my, uh, you know, I never met him. I didn't, he, he didn't he never come in. The other guys would always come in. Um it's because you can only leave Miss Elizabeth chained up for so long. Jeez. <laughs> oh, oh. Wow. He used to lock her in the locker room, and then we would go, go do whatever he was, like a photo shoot or whatever. Yeah, he's, he's, he was obsessive. Well, that's, I, I that's don't fair. Obsessive really? much? Yeah. No. Was he? Yeah, just a little bit. You know, Fish, who who were your... This is gonna be kind. Of, I think it's gonna be a kind of fun discussion. Who oh, were your, there was who no got question. you into it? There was no question back then. Jake the Snake Roberts. Yeah. I love yeah, I I love Jake the yeah, Snake. yeah. Joe, Joe, who were your favorites with, that first got you into watching wrestling? First getting into it was... Uh, Gorgeous George. <laughs> oh. Hammers. Actually, Chavo Guerrero Sr. Nature my, 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 gra- my 
great-grandmother, she was Spanish, and she used to watch, even though I lived in New York, wrestling from the Olympic Auditorium in California. So this had to be in, like, 1974, and, like, Chavo Guerrero was my first favorite wrestler, you know? And then I got into the WWF, which was Bruno San Martino and stuff. But my all-time favorites were, like, Macho Man and Brett the Hitman Hart. That's interesting. I I remember the first time that I saw pro wrestling. I was delivering newspapers when I was 12 or 13 years old. And I went into somebody's house to collect payment for the week. And I just happened to see on the TV, Andre the Giant was on on the show. And I, I, you know, I, can, I don't know who he was wrestling, but I was like, wow, that's Andre the Giant. And then, you know, we started talking for a couple minutes. And I'm like, what time is this show on? <laughs> and so I started watching... And I was really lucky. The station that I, a lot of the wrestling was on, not only picked up, had the WWF, but then they picked up World Class. They picked up the NWA with you know Jim Crockett stuff. Um, they had the Pro Wrestling Illustrated show on because it just it was huge. You know, and then you know I finally got to go to a card at the Hershey Park Arena. My first one, the main event, if I'm if I'm remembering correctly, was the Samoans. And Sergeant Slaughter, who was my first favorite, taking on Adrian Adonis, Dick Murdoch, and Lou Albano. I remember the Sergeant, yeah. Oh. And Hacksaw. I saw Hacksaw, too. I mean, yeah. you know, and then going up to the Hershey Park Arena, what it? And, you know, there was a world title change there and all sorts of, you know, pay-per-views and things like that. It was just such a fun place to watch wrestling. And it was, you know, it was legendary. I mean, I got to see, uh, you know, Piper. I remember uh, one of the matches I remember the most was Greg Valentine and Junkyard Dog. Wrestling for the Intercontinental Title. That, that was yeah. a great little program they had seeing, at that time. Seeing that hand get that that <laughs> that one inch away from the mat when I thought JYD was going to win the title. Oh my god! I was just like, I, I I I never forgot that. Never forgot it. And and I got to see Hogan wrestle Big John Stud. You know, which was awesome when they were doing the body slam challenge. And Hogan Bobby, so Bobby Heenan running around. Yeah, so you didn't Hogan slammed him outside the ring, so he wouldn't pay him. I mean, it was, but you know, it it's it's amazing when you look back at, you know, we have these memories of of professional wrestling and how much we loved it, and you know how it's built up to today. It's incredible. It's what I see when you know when I do watch it when I glance through it, I'm just like, wow, this has just changed so much in the the lighting and everything. The um compared to what it used to be. I mean, when I watched it or went to go see it, it was just a ring. Yeah, you had all your favors, but there wasn't all this other, you know, uh, effects going on and everything. The, the, the thing I think is funny now, looking back at it, when we were watching wrestling, as far as we knew, Vince McMahon was just an announcer. Mm-hmm. We right. didn't know Vince McMahon was the man, and that was the way it was supposed to be. Jack Tunney was, was the guy in charge of everything. Yeah, I mean... Yeah. The funniest thing to me is that you remember so much of big moments 30 years ago, more so than you do of 30 days ago. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, and that's the difference in wrestling. When you say, you know, JYD winning the Intercontinental title, he never did. All these guys who never won the heavyweight championship. So when there was a title change, it was a uh, momentous occasion. Yep. Now it just happens every week, and you don't even know who the champs are anymore. Yeah, and I wonder, and I think, you know, and kind of bring it back to, to current day, you know, I think Triple H is going to be making sure that 
that doesn't happen anymore. Yeah, and we had that discussion last night. He's making those belts important again. Yeah, because that's you know why, that's why the Roman Reigns thing is so special. That the you know it, it's been a you're taking notice because the guy hasn't lost the title instead of you know hey this guy Edge he's won it 15 times like. Like you're gonna compare Edge to like Hogan and Austin and all those guys? I don't, I don't believe it. Yeah, but oh. it's just like it's the modern day of you know having to do a title change. I even look at it when I do my shows that it's like we try to keep the belts important to where you know it's a special occasion, but the crowd really wants to see the title changes. And we did that recently with like the No Limits title, where the last three shows the title is changed back and forth to the uh, same two guys. And, you know, I guess it's the, the way of the, the mindset of paying attention to things because they'd rather see that than a guy like Roman Reigns hold the title for two years and beat everybody. Yeah, it's pretty interesting. Of course, this is the Mark Hoke Show on KDWN 101.5 FM, 720 AM. Andrew Fish Fain sitting across from me, Joe DeFalco from Future Stars of Wrestling, James Ascoli from a Trading Made Easy. Go to tradingmadeeasy.com and get in on one of those awesome seminars and give them a call at 800 971 4160. It's 800 971 4160. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember, you know, one of, the, one of the great memories I had too was when WrestleMania happened. Oh my God. Everybody was going crazy. You had the close, you're seeing where's the nearest closed circuit That's venue. That. That I can go see it at, and I can tell you, I was at York Suburban High School in York, Pennsylvania, sitting up in the bleachers with the big screen on there, everybody going nuts. When Andre slammed Stud and won the money, everybody jumped up and went just went absolutely ballistic. I mean, those are man, it's it, those are such great memories and and some great storytelling back then too. And you notice, too, like, I mean, what is that? That's 50 years ago now, isn't it? 45 years. 80, 84, so you're uh, 30, 38. 38, yeah. Yeah, 38 years. Think about, but we remember this. this mm-hmm. Like, it's how important it was. And, and you know, I was young, too, and it, but we're all like, yes, WrestleMania. Yeah, this is going to be so cool and everything, you know. But I still remember. I remember we, we all went to uh, this small pub. They had it on, and they charged. Mm-hmm. You know, but we sat there. It was ten cent wings. Oh man, remember nice. that? Yes, ten cent chicken wings. You know, with blue cheese, of course. Remember, this is this was Western New York. So, but yeah, I remember watching it and stuff. It was uh, you always, and then of course it was so good. Let's do it again. Let's do it again. And then of course, you know, you're getting the bug again. Ah, you're, you're thinking about it. Yeah, I know. Watch. And Fish and I, you were I were talking about this last night. That really, I think we're in a, in a, a golden age of wrestling at this point. It's a renaissance, with, yeah. With the changes at WWE, and Come everybody's back. getting super excited. And not that it it was gone or anything like that, but now you see a, a significant jump in interest of the TV shows. Whether they can hold on to that or not is a different story. But you know, two of the top five shows on cable are from WWE and AEW. And which is amazing. From AEW putting over the WWE transition to Triple H and Matt Hardy and Dustin Rhodes. <laughs> oh my God! Yeah, and you know, and Tony Khan, even the owner of AEW, actually said that 
you know, he was. Well, he is the longest tenured CEO. He is a little, so he's he's the uh, he's the That's kingpin. Right. So he has the ability to speak about things like that because he is so long tenured. Exactly. Yeah. But he, you know, he said he noticed the WWE product is better now. So I'm so glad that he's noticing. Yeah. Well, he better notice. It's going to be fun. It's going to be fun, especially That's now. All right. He's gonna he's gonna counter it by having Orange Cassidy win the heavyweight championship. <laughs> There's no way. The, to be honest, with you, the only guy I'd be worried about if I'm him now is MJF because now where there may not have necessarily been a real possibility of MJF jumping under Vince, there's definitely that real possibility now. I think they're I think they're holding MJF back. This is a work. You know, obviously the best heel it's in the a company. Long work that people are going to forget about if they don't do. Pull yeah, they need to do soon. it quick. But I think the plan was they wanted to have him go after CM Punk, and with CM Punk hurt, that kind of pushed everything back a little bit. And then, but now that Punk has finally returned, this yeah. Weekend, but I, I think they've waited. I think they've already waited too long. They haven't heard anything from. It's been over two months since we've heard from MJF. That's okay. Well, you know, I don't think Tony Khan is capable of pu- putting over such a great work. I, I'm starting to wonder. You know, it's it's like because now you got Punk has to go against Moxley, and so when when does MJF show up? It's still that would happen to be what another three four months. No, I think I it could happen at all out. It won't surprise me. I, I really think he'll be back at all out. And if he's not, then I then I think at that point it's became, it goes from a work to a shoot. Yeah, you could be right, but I have a feeling it's going to happen. It, <laughs> He's too valuable. He's too good. So, he, yeah, but he he knows it, and he's pissed off because yeah. he's he's not appreciated. Well, maybe he uh, maybe he's getting a little new contract. Who knows? I or at it. least an extension or something. We'll find out. It, it, you know what's funny is how many people were bashing you know Sasha and Naomi for what they did, and if MJF, everybody's holding out that it was a work. But it's like, wouldn't that be considered a similar situation where you signed a contract, you're being paid, and now you're mad? And now you don't want to come to work. Yeah, the only difference is he did the promo. Sasha and Naomi didn't. <laughs> That's true. And he wrestled right. the match. Which makes people have to believe it to work because if it was on TV, nobody would. Be- nobody believes that uh, they would allow, especially Tony Khan, he'd shut the mic off if it was, uh, if it was real. Yeah. Yep. Well, what a fun show. James, thanks for coming in. Absolutely. I hope you enjoyed yourself. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah, I got a little reminiscent in. Hey, so flashback, hey, flashback. You, you got a wrestling fan in here. Go to tradingmadeasy.com. Get in on that free seminar and you know, support the sponsors of this great show. Go to markhokeshow.com. Of course, the Twitter, Mark, at Mark Hoke Show, Facebook, The Mark Hoke Show, and markhokeshow.podbean.com. And all your favorite podcast outlets. Keep downloading those shows all over the world. We appreciate it. Vegas, we'll see you next week. Have a great Sunday morning. Want more of The Mark Hoke Show? Follow us on Twitter at Mark Hoke Show. Like us on Facebook at The Mark Hoke Show. And visit MarkHokeShow.com to keep up with everything happening with the show. And remember to check out all of our archive shows on YouTube at The Mark Hoke Show. And download our podcasts at MarkHokeShow.Podbean.com and all your favorite podcast outlets. So join The Mark Hoke Show family today. And thanks for listening.